Hi, Debbie here. So before we get started, I just wanted to take a minute because there's a couple terms that I used during this episode that I'm not sure if I fully explained or if they're not going to be very clear. So you might already know them, but I just wanted to make I just want to make sure so you can get the most out of this episode. So one term I talk about is resource guarding. And what this is, is when your dog guards something that he feels is valuable. The most obvious thing is, say, his food, where, you know, maybe he'll growl or even snap a little bit, or it could be as simple as some stiff body language if you go near his food or if somebody else goes near his food. It could also be his toys, space, a person... So if he acts a little defensive whenever you go near something he sees as valuable, that's what we call resource guarding. The second term I use is barrier aggression, which happens when there's a barrier between the dog and some kind of stimulus. So if you think about if they're behind a fence or behind a gate or even on a leash, if there's any any object that's preventing them from moving freely and doing exactly what they want, it can cause frustration and sometimes they can get a little defensive because they don't they may not feel like they have that flight option. Okay, so you'll see this if, say, they get a little reactive when they're on a leash and they see a dog or another person. And you'll also see this if, you know, they're behind a fence and there's a dog walking on the sidewalk and they're barking like crazy and they look like they want to take the dog's head off, even though you know your dog's dog friendly. So those are just the two terms I used. I want to make sure that they were clear. You might already know the definition, but just in case you don't, there it is. So let's get started. You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode three of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today we're going to talk about free feeding. So when I say free feeding, I simply mean when you leave your dog's food out all day and let them graze, and there's no real set feeding time, and they just eat when they want. Now, I know that there's some of you out there that are thinking, what? My dog wouldn't let food sit in that bowl for more than 30 seconds. And as somebody who had to actually bring her own dog to the vet because she sat there and ate an entire bag of dog food, I hear you. But you would be surprised how many dogs eat this way. So today we're going to talk about the downside of free feeding and why I recommend that you don't do it. Okay, I'm going to talk about how it can affect their behavior, hinder potty training, affect their health, and a couple of other things along the way. I'll also talk about how to change this habit if it's already started, because it's a hard habit to break. Well, it actually isn't a hard habit to break. It's actually quite easy, but it's a habit we don't want to break because it takes us giving a little tough love to our puppies, which we don't always want to do. But we're going to get to that later. So free feeding is one of those silly habits that seems harmless, but believe it or not, can have a big effect on your dog's behavior. Some dogs can handle it and it's not a problem, but most most dogs can develop behaviors that you would never think are even related to the free feeding, but they are. Because when you're building a relationship with your dog, you want to build something that's similar to a parent-child relationship. You can give them anything you want, 
but it has to come through you and it has to be given on your terms. And since a dog's food is its number one resource, if you're leaving it out for them all the time, they don't have any reason to look to you for any kind of direction. The best analogy I've ever heard for this actually comes straight from my own mentor, Fern, is leaving a bowl of food out for a dog is the equivalence of leaving a bowl of money out for a teenager. So anybody who has been a teenager, knows a teenager, maybe has a teenager in their household, understands that this isn't the best idea ever. If they have this big, huge resource and it's unlimited and they can grab it whenever they want, they don't have much of a reason to listen to their parents or any type of rules. So which behaviors it affects and how it resonates in each dog is going to be different. So it's hard to pinpoint saying, well, if your dog's behaving like this, then you should stop free feeding. It's, it's directly related to that. It's more um, in general, if you're having trouble training, or if your dog really doesn't listen to you, or if he's kind of running the household, and you know what I'm talking about, if that's happening to you, and you free feed, then it's definitely something to look at. It's not if you stop, it's going to cure all, but it's definitely a start. It's definitely going to help. Something else to keep in mind that even though, okay, yeah, he's letting his food sit there, so we obviously doesn't care about it, that's not necessarily true. So especially if your dog is a resource guarder, even though it seems like he doesn't care about his food because he's not constantly guarding it, believe me, he knows it's there. And especially if he is a little bit of a resource guarder, having that food out all the time is actually stressful for him. And if you aren't sure, then my advice is to just change the habit. I know it's convenient. I know it's really just so easy just to fill that bowl and not think about it, but it really can be affecting your dog in ways you don't even know. So looking at this beyond behavior, monitoring what your dog eats, how much he eats, whenever his eating habits change is usually your first line defense in monitoring his health. I know if I put a pole of food down and my dogs don't eat, I know something's going on. All right. I know some of you have picky eaters that maybe they don't eat all the time, but I'm talking, you know, an obvious change in their habits. And when you're just filling the bowl and kind of leaving it there, you're not going to be able to monitor it as easily. Another thing to think about is potty training. So if you have a puppy, this is actually the worst time to do it because if you're trying to potty train your puppy, monitoring when and how much they eat is key to getting that dog out when he needs to go and keeping him on a schedule. I'll even control their water when they're still being potty trained. I'm not saying I'm making them thirsty and I'm not giving them water all day. I just control when the water goes down, when the water comes up, when the food goes down, when the food comes up, so I can time it on my watch when that dog needs to go outside. And that will lead to more successful and quicker potty training, which is something that I am sure we all want. A couple little small things to also think about is your own pest control. There's dog food out all the time. I live on what used to be a farm, so mice and ants, they are an issue for me. If they're an issue for you, well, that's definitely something to think about. And also training, because a hungry dog is going to train better. So if you can, instead of putting his breakfast in a bowl, if you know that he's hungry, use that food to do some training. 
whether it's traditional beatings training or behavior that you're working on. So if you know when the last time he ate was and you know he's a little bit hungry, well, that's a perfect time to do a little training exercise. So just one last thing before I get into how to change this habit, if you're interested, is just from my own personal experience, because I take my clients' dogs into my home and I have multiple dogs in my house at the same time. So especially if a dog is the, you know, the only dog in their home, I have a lot of trouble with dogs who are used to being free fed. And what happens is dogs who've never said boo to anybody in their lives all of a sudden start growling and start guarding their food. You know, I I feed everybody in the morning, you know, everybody's in their own little separate room, everybody's gated off, but that guy who doesn't want to eat, but also is nervous because there's all these other dogs in the house, even though they can't get to him, he's at the gate all tense and growling a little bit. Or if another dog comes out first and runs over to the gate because, well, they played all day yesterday, all of a sudden there's a little barrier aggression there because his food is sitting out in the bowl in the room. So this is manageable for me because what happens is everybody eats at the same time. When they don't eat, I pick it up. And if they hadn't eaten, and this is going to be very similar to what I'm going to ask you to do, then they'll get their they'll get their food at the next meal. Sometimes I can leave it out overnight for them, but within a couple days they adjust to it. And yes, these behaviors aren't coming out until there's a whole lot of other dogs around, but it's also a sign that maybe he's not so relaxed about his food as you think. Now, what if your dog is already used to free feeding? How do we change that? It's actually quite easy, but it requires a little bit of tough love. All right, because your dog, I promise you, will not starve itself. What you're going to do is you're going to feed him in the morning and you're going to feed him at night. If you want to feed him a third meal, go for it. I know some dogs only eat one meal. That is just, that's up to you. But I'm going to go with one meal in the morning, one meal at night, just because that tends to be the most common. And it's also what I do. So it's breakfast time. You give them their food. You give them five to 10 minutes to eat. If they don't eat it, you pick it up. And they do not get anything until dinner time. I know, I'm asking a lot of you. I know, it's tough. But like I said, I promise you, within a day or two, your dog's going to learn that this is mealtime and this is when I eat. So the same thing. Dinner time comes, food goes back down on the floor. You give him five to ten minutes to eat. If he doesn't eat, you pick it up. Okay, that doesn't mean if he starts eating at eight minutes and it's 10 minutes, you you pull the bowl away from him. No, of course not. But the same thing happens if he doesn't eat his dinner or if he just picks at it a little bit and within 10 minutes he's not eating anything, you pick up that bowl and he doesn't get anything to the next day. Within a few days, I promise you, your dog will be eating when you put the bowl down. I would actually be really curious for you to document this process especially if you're doing it because you think some of his behaviors are connected to it, document it. Start to, you know, start to notice if any of his behaviors change or if there's any shift and just be something to look at. And you can definitely come to the show notes, playtimepause.com forward slash episode three. That's the number three, playtimepause.com forward slash episode three and leave a comment and let us know. All right, so that's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening, and I will see you guys on the other side. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. 
Learn more about us at playtimepause.com. <laughs>